You're listening to Kingdom Authority with your host, Dancia J. Morris, on Kingdom Empower Incorporated. We're here to educate, motivate, and elevate your mind, body, and spirit. If you have questions or comments, or just want to talk to your host, you can call in at 646-668-2413, or listen in online at landministries.com. And now, here's your host, Dancia J. Morris. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to Kingdom Authority Broadcast. I am your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris, known as Dancia. I'm so glad you're able to join us on this wonderful evening. I'm telling you, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we should, we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you so much for your patience and joining us on tonight. We thank God for technical difficulties. We thank God for his presence. We thank him for being able to be on together on this wonderful evening. I'm excited about tonight, you all. I hope you are ready to take authority in your territory. I don't care what that looks like. I don't care what it may be, um, what God has put in you, the gifts he has given you. He is causing you to take authority in your territory. You do know that he made you to take dominion in the earth. You do know that God wants you to take dominion in this earth, to operate in such a way that you have dominion in the things that God has gifted you, given you by his grace. It is none other than the grace of God that he's allowed us to be on this broadcast, none other than the grace of God that he's allowed us to breathe. And so we thank Jesus Christ for what he has done in our lives. And what other way to thank him besides to take authority in your territory by giving him thanks and doing the things he has sent you on this earth to do? Such a great night. I'm excited about this particular night because God has brought about a change in some things in Tucson, and people are coming forth, and they're doing extraordinary things, and we have one extraordinary person on this wonderful evening, and I am super excited about it, you all. God has done some things with some people to release them so that they can share about who they are, about what God has done in them, and I am excited about on tonight. I can't even get over it because I've been thinking about this for several for several months, and I asked the Lord, you know, when and where to put people and how to do this, and he brought about a change in order to make this happen. So I'm excited. I, I, I thank God for for just releasing the gift in this person and what she is doing in the earth to take dominion. You know, we're, let's pray and so that we can get going on this, on this evening. I want to say lesson because I believe that some of you need to hear the lesson that this woman of God has learned through Jesus Christ. And I just want you to take some time and listen to um, her share her story and share some concepts share some revelations on this evening as we dive into um, what God has gifted her to do. So let's pray, first of all. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, O God, for your wonder, for being almighty, for your wonderfulness, for your almightiness. We thank you for being Yahweh. We thank you for being our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, O God, that you are El Shaddai. You are the God that is more than enough. Thank you for being a way maker. Thank you for being our peace. Thank you for being our joy. Thank you for being our strength. Hey, my God. Thank you for being love. Thank you, O oh God, for being our the giver of life. Thank you for being the giver of all gifts. Thank you, O oh God, for being the Holy One of Israel. Thank you for being El Shaddai. Yes, you are more than enough. On this evening, Father, we give this 
this broadcast to you again, Lord. Let it not be about us, but let it, you get the glory. You get all the glory. We praise you through the broadcast. Jesus' name is to be lifted high, high above the earth. And you said, if you be lifted up, that you would draw all men unto you. And we're looking for souls to be drawn unto you. We do these things, God, that you may be glorified, that you may be magnified, that you may be lifted high in this earth, Father, on this earth, God, so that men, women, boys, and girls will see you, Jesus Christ, that they will see the blood of Jesus Christ, that they will see the sacrifice, the sacrificial offering that has been made. So undeserving. We're so undeserving, but you have justified us. You have justified us. You have made us holy. You have made us righteous. It is the blood of Jesus that causes us to be in upright position, to be in upright position, not because of ourselves, but because of you. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the sacrifice that you have made that caused a way that we can walk in holiness, walk in righteousness. And, Father, we don't have to be ashamed about it. We glorify you for the giver of life. Thank you that we have life, and we have life more abundantly. Thank you that we can live in such a way, God, that we don't have to apologize for what you have done in our lives. Thank you, Jesus that we don't have to be worried about the naysayers. We don't have to be worried about who doesn't believe. We don't have to be worried about who doesn't understand. We thank you, God, that we trust you and what you're doing in the lives of the listeners, in the lives of those who don't even want to listen. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. We honor you. We bless you, God. We thank you for changing us. We thank you for changing us. We thank you, Lord, for cleansing in the name of Jesus. Now, God, lift up Kevra Rich in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that your Shekinah glory, your revelatory power, will in explode in her, and that God, concept theories, understanding will open up unto her to be released into the earth, to be released all over the earth. In the name of Jesus, we glorify your name. Thank you, oh God, for how you're expanding, enlarging her territory. Thank you, oh God, for opening up her understanding, God. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you speak to that woman of God, that people all over the earth will hear and understand. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. We thank you, God, for your goodness and your mercy and your grace. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Listen, people of God, um, I just shifted, apparently, and I'm just I'm just ready to just pray and to, to really magnify the Lord in prayer. But we're going to shift. And I want to read something before I bring this great woman on. And I've known her for so many years. And I'm excited about the fact that she's even released some of the things that the Lord has um, taken her through into the earth. I'm going to um, read some things about um, our guest on tonight, Kevra L. Rich always knew that she would be an individual who would touch many lives, even if she didn't know the way that she would do it. Kevra is a Kevra is a native Arizona, hey, hey, who attended the University of Arizona where she received her bachelor's of education. She began teaching right away. Somebody say, teach, Kevra, teach, Kevra, teach, because God had a special calling of, on her life. At that point, Kevra knew that God was doing a great work she has a heart for those who allow her to be part of their lives, and her students allow her to do just that. I want to read this part of her bio. Um, after teaching for a few years, Kevra caught the eyes of her now husband, Anthony Rich. Hey, say somebody say Mr. Rich, which later led to her being a mother because she wanted to take care of her home and be a good wife and mother. She stayed at home. During her time at home, she worked actively in her home assembly, Greater Emmanuel Grace Apostolic Church. Not only was she on the move in her church, but she also completed her Master's of Science in Psychology. My God, my God. And I know I said I was only going to read a few of this, but there's some things. I want to make sure I read all of this. 
Upon completion of Kevra's master's, she began working in adult basic education, which triggered her hunger for people. She has used this avenue to meet people from various walks of life while continuing to be the light that God wants her to be. You got to walk this thing out, y'all. You walk it in the natural because God has gifted you in the spiritual to walk and meet and to teach. Let me tell you something. There's something about teaching and she's doing that. Because Kevra wanted to meet and touch other lives, God allowed her to uncover a book that she had written before at a time in her life when she was not exactly where God wanted her to be. After some revision, her first devotional, The Real Master Cleanser, has been published and is ready to encourage and restore lives, and yes, it will, that she can't physically get to. Kevra Rich continues to be an acclaimed instructor, teacher, minister, mother, wife, and God enthusiast. She has new books and songs that are going to encourage you and support your victorious life. So look for more in the future. And I am excited about the fact that this woman of God is on this broadcast on tonight and the things that are going to transpire on tonight. Somebody say hey um, to Mrs. Kevra Rich. Kevra, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Yes, I am. Awesome. <laughs> Can you just greet the listening audience real quick? Hello, everyone. This is Kevra Rich from Tucson, Arizona, and I'm glad to be here with you, Dancia. I'm looking forward to station and Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. I love it. I am excited. Let me say something. Um, first of all, when when you said you he, you caught the eye of Mr. Rich, um, tell me, just tell us a little bit about that, because I can't, I've never heard this story, so I want to hear this there just a little bit. I'll tell you a little bit. It's an exciting story okay. to me. I love sharing it. Um, I was going through a state in my life where I was brokenhearted, and my sister said, Kevra, get on you harmony. And I was like, oh, no, that's a waste. And um, I got on anyway, and I saw my husband's profile and it said X two thirty eight and I was like, if anyone is brave enough to put that up there then I know something is up. And so he messaged me, we messaged each other and it was a quick process. He came down here from Oklahoma and I could just feel that it was the right thing to do and we we've been married in July it'll be ten years, you know, but I knew it was God the whole My time God. that um, we were communicating. It was all it was all the Lord, and I had I was at a, t- a, point, a point in my life where I said, nope, no more. I'm not talking to anyone. But God had a different plan, and my husband came all the way from Oklahoma to get me, and now he's here in Tucson, serving the Lord with me in my home assembly. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Mr. Rich said, uh, mm, I'm getting with that woman. I'm I'm gonna pick up and I'm gonna move everything and I'm going <laughs> And now you have a beautiful daughter. I do have a beautiful daughter. She is a blessing. I believe that she's the old soul and the little body. She's eight years old. Um I got married at an older age, so I thought that there would be a problem having a child, but God saw mm-hmm. fit for me to be a mother, and I'm enjoying every moment of that, of being a mother, of being mm-hmm. a wife, and serving God together as a family. I yeah. love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Listen, people of God, there's nothing like serving the Lord together and as a family, it just causes everything to come together, and the Lord just blesses. Um, I'm glad mm-hmm. that you listened to your sister and, and, <laughs> and did what you needed to do. I'm serious. I'm serious because there's times when, mm-hmm. when we get to our lowest, we won't do the th- certain things, and they mm-hmm. be unorthodox. And, you know, I really believe God has called us to be unorthodox and not be the same as someone else. So I'm glad you listened because I can see the joy. I can see the happiness. It, it, and we're going to talk about it that. It is joy. Yeah, and what mm-hmm. I wanted to say really quick is um, mm-hmm. that when I got on eHarmony, 
I had a different mindset. I was done playing games. I was done being distracted. And I had told myself, I'm just going to focus on me. I'm going to travel. I'm going to get busy, you know, do what I have to do. And when I started focusing my attention on things that were building myself up, that's when mm-hmm. God decided to bless me with my husband, with Tony. And I think a lot of times we get distracted and we say, oh, I want to be with somebody. Wow. I want to do this. You're focusing on that when you should be focusing on living a victorious life and building yourself up and making yourself what you need to be so that someone will be attracted wow. to you. Because when he saw me, and I won't talk much on it, but when he came down here, he said that he thought he saw an angel when he saw me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my goodness. Wow. But but it was like God had just really literally joined us together. So it was it was an awesome thing. Um, but we do have to work on ourselves before we are whole enough to bring someone else mm-hmm. into our lives. Mm-hmm. Now, that's beautiful. I want to. And I'm, I know this is not about this, but I trust God and how he shifted this right now. Um, mm-hmm. So you said when he saw you, he said he saw an angel. Mm-hmm. And then you said it was kind of corny. But I want to I <laughs> say something to the those who are out there because there's some things my husband said because he's not from here at all. And uh-huh. he 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 came out here because he wanted to get away from, you know, that area in Oakland, California, and he needed a change. Mm-hmm. And who would have known he would find this good old sexy thing here, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so when I think about that, God has already fixed the man. That's why we got to let the man find us. Because mm-hmm. when he sees, he will see something that is extraordinary, when, when you, especially when you're in Christ, women, let me just tell you, when you're in Christ Jesus, he will see the glory of God. He will also the, see the beauty of God upon you, and nothing can mm-hmm. deter him from that. I'm telling you people mm-hmm. out there, nothing will be able to stop him from that. Sometimes he may not even understand it or be able to explain it or articulate it or be able to um, understand all of it. And so it, mm-hmm. it's amazing, isn't it? How when he mm-hmm. saw you, he just saw an angel. He didn't. He he saw Kevra for real. That's what he saw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You go ahead and be corny, Mister Rich. I love it. All right. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's move on because I really want to get into and um, especially the promotion of this awesome book that I've I've read and let kind of. I'm gonna be honest. It was a as a deeper cleanse for me, and so mm-hmm. just talk about um, the name of your book and um, when you wrote it and so forth. And we're going to go into that and dive into the book a little bit. Okay. Well, what prompted me was that, like I said earlier, I was going through a lonely spell in my life. I wrote this book a few years ago. Well, years ago, before I was married. But I revised it when I recently last year. Um, I was going through a lonely time and didn't feel I had much going for me. But God began to speak and give me words for myself. But He also told me to write them down. So as God began mm. to cleanse me, I felt that I needed to share this. And at that time, um, there was a a, a cleanse uh, detox diet going mm-hmm. around, and I was. Everybody was trying it, and then, but God showed me that I needed to cleanse myself. I needed to have a spiritual detox because so many things were happening in my life that I needed to purge myself of so that he could bless me. And when I wrote the book, I wanted to write it in, a lang- in the language that everyone could understand. I didn't want to be too deep, but I wanted to touch many lives, and, and I hear people that have been in church a long time say that the book really touched them. I hear new people that have just found out. I even uh, let a few of my unbeliever, you know, type people <laughs> read the book, and they said, you know, Kevin, I don't believe in the same God that you believe in, but I know that there is something out there, and this book really uh, 
really touched me. And I was like, wow, you know, I didn't expect that response. But um, when, I re- when I wrote the book the first time, it started out with just seven uh, days. But mm-hmm. God has been giving me words throughout these years that I've saved. And I said, I think this will go. I think this will follow right through, you know, along the plan that God wanted for uh, for me to encourage, help encourage and restore. Because I think that's the that's what having a life with God is all about, is encouragement and restoration. And this book, I hope that it will help cleanse the heart, the mind, and the the soul. And at the end of the book, instead of putting um, the the end, I put the beginning because everyone that reads the book or reads this devotional should have a new outtake on life, a new way to look at their lives. How can I be better? How can I live a more victorious life with God? Because and and it's it's just amazing to hear the responses from everyone of different ages, different nationalities, and how they've been touched by the book and it, and that I've done what God has wanted me to do by documenting these words. I love it. I love it. I want mm-hmm. to. So let me just tell everyone the name of the book is called The Real Master Cleanser the real master cleanser. And I'm telling you, no one can cleanse. <laughs> no one can cleanse mm-hmm. like our, our, our Jesus can. No one can cleanse mm-hmm. us the way Jesus does it. So let's, let's dive into the book a little bit. Um, so, so now we have some history about it. Let's, mm-hmm. You're a teacher, first of all. So writing this book, did it come pretty easy to you? Um, you know, yes and no. Um, when I was writing it, I I don't believe that the words were coming directly from me. Um, I believe that God was telling me what to write, but then when I went into the revision process and editing, that was the hard part. But you know, um, it all it all worked out. So. No, it wasn't hard because I knew it was something that I had to do. I just had to take that leap. I think a lot of times, like I said, I wrote this many years ago before I was married, and I was just scared. But God kind of pushed me and said, you need to leap and try. I think a lot of our visions are are buried just because of fear, and I had to just erase fear and go ahead and put it out there. So, Yes and no, it was hard. Um, it was it was e- it was easy, but hard because I wanted to get the message out there the right way, and not um, mm-hmm. mix it up, you know. So, so yeah, it was both. It was both. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> well, good. So I wanna. There are some things that um, that in this book that just kind of shook me, and so I wanna. Go through it. Now, listen, people, we're not going to go through the whole book, but I want you to get an understanding of some of it and then go out and purchase the book, and we'll talk about how to do that. In the introduction of this book, you, I want you to talk more about this comment that you made in the introduction of this book. It says, I knew that my heart was dirty. Now, first of all, that takes a lot for someone to admit. But you mm-hmm. say it in this book, and, and, I, and without giving too much about it, give the people just enough to, to go off of what you're talking about. Talk about that mm-hmm. comment. I knew that my heart was dirty. Okay. Um, so I grew up in church, and I knew the routine. I knew that I had to go to Sunday school. I knew I had to pray. I knew I had to direct the choir. I knew I had to do all of this stuff. So it became, you know, a part of me. But there was also a part of me that I didn't like myself. I had a little hate in my heart for other people. I, um, I, uh, my heart was dirty because I don't feel that I was fully committed to God how I should have been. I mean, mm. I, 
I did please. I did things that I that I know wasn't pleasing to God, but I was still going to church and I was still doing everything that I had to do. But I felt that I needed to admit to myself that you you're not right, Trevor. You need to clean it up and you need to do what God has called you to do with a pure heart. And I knew that if I did that, if I cleansed myself, I would be more effective in the ministry, in the teachings that I'm trying to do. I don't want to be a hypocrite, pretty much. I don't want to be teaching one thing and then doing another thing. That's that's basically what it was. I knew that my heart just wasn't where it needed to be. I was going through the motions, but I was still not doing everything that I needed to be. But for the one thing that I know is music was a big thing with me. I liked every type of music. But at that time, I was listening to music that was just terrible for anybody to listen to. But I was also listening to my, my Christian music, my Jesus music. And um, one I referred to some of the songs that kept me encouraged because I feel that what you put into your into you into yourself daily that's how you're going to react. So I was putting dirty music into me, so that's how I was reacting. But God put me on a spiritual path. I don't think I talked about this in the book, but God put me on a path. He told me, Kevra, I want you to listen to all Jesus music for a week, and I want you wow. to see the change in yourself. And I listened to one CD at the time. We listened to CDs. I listened to one CD over and over, and I felt God work in me, and by the time I was done, a whole month had passed. I didn't realize that I, I didn't even miss the other music that I was um, listening to. And during that time, I did lose a few friends because my mm-hmm. ways were changing. You know, I had friends in the church, and then I had friends outside the church. But during that time, everything just started to change. Because during a detox, you kind of lose something that you like, but it's good for you. Mm-hmm. So. In this book, um, when I was writing it, I felt things changing, and I felt things that I didn't need in my life slowly falling away, but it was what God wanted me to do. And that's what is kind of making me who I am today, because I'm not what I need to be, but I'm still, you know, we're all a work in progress, so we're just trying to do better. So, yeah, that's what I meant when I was, saying that my heart was dirty. It just wasn't in the right place. I it was I felt like I was being a hypocrite and I no longer wanted to be a hypocrite. So I asked God my to give goodness. me a clean heart. Yeah. And such and, and I think so, I'm sorry for I mean, talking to, Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so I think a lot of times we don't like to tell the truth to ourselves. My sister often good. tells the story about when we were growing up when my dad used to make them look in the mirror and tell, say who you are. I am a liar. I am this, I am that. But that's a hard thing to do, looking at yourself, telling yourself mm-hmm. what you really are, because we don't we don't like our truth sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. Woo! I yeah. was going to say that because we don't want to say who we really are because it causes us to be accountable. It causes us to deal right. with it. It causes us to have to change. And so we got to right. say, listen, I'm a fornicator. I'm a, a sinner. Mm-hmm. I'm a liar. I, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. really like going to church. Sometimes you got to admit those things so you can get past mm-hmm. those things. I thought, and so that comment did something to me. When we confess, mm-hmm. the only way to come to Jesus Christ and to be saved is if you confess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who you are without him. So without confession, we can't get past it. And so I love that comment. Uh, and I'm trying not to give mm-hmm. too much away from the book, so <laughs> I'm, I'm going to move on. Is that okay? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> okay. So on day two, there's several things I want to deal with from day two. And listen, people, we're not going to deal with everything because I really want you to go out and get this book. Day two, The Real Master Cleanser. You said this. Um, and I, I wanna I wanna read as much of this as as I possibly can. Let me just um, mm-hmm. um, and you're you're talking about um, making sure that you can go on and live and not 
die. I believe that's what you were saying and day mm-hmm. two. And so let me just turn to that real quick and, and read this for you all to hear. Um, where is this at? Okay. You say, when you allow God to rest, rule, and abide in your life, listen, people, he will destroy every demon that has planned to overtake you. That's a power pack statement, first of all. He will get rid of every person that comes to rip you apart. Mm-mm-mm. He will destroy every memory that is planted and engraved in your mind. He will even fill every empty void, thank you, Jesus, that you have in your life, whether you are married or single, young or old, so that you can go on and live and not die. I want you to help explain to those because that's a, that's a power pack statement for those who are saved and those who are not saved by the blood of, the, of Jesus Christ. But explain to those who are listening and they consistently have hard times. Is the demon really cast away then? I mean, help us help that understanding for those people. Mm-hmm. So when I wrote this, well, you got you know I talked to a whole lot of people. I yep. I listened to what people have to say and I feel that if you allow God or good things to be your majority, then all that bad stuff that happened to you, it's thrown into the sea of forgetfulness. So mm. We have uh, people in our lives that we think are cheering us on, and sometimes they're the ones that are tearing us apart. But if you get in God, those people become obsolete. They don't matter anymore. And a lot of us have Mm. situations in our childhood and as adults where we've been abused, where we've been uh, verbally Mm -hmm. abused, uh, physically abused, just all kinds of abuse. But if we focus on the good things and of God, he will basically destroy, pretty much destroy it. And I use the word destroy and not break because I heard someone say, when you break something, it can be put back together. But if something yeah. is destroyed, there is no remain. There are no remains that can be put together. It cannot be come back into your life. So when I was going through my state of of hurt, I prayed to God that He would. I I wanted to get rid of everything. I said, Lord. I don't want anybody that's going to tear me down in my life anymore because it's time for me to move. It's time to live this good life that you have planned for us because God only wants us to have success. He does not want us to be depressed and sad and heartbroken all the time. Although sometimes for a little while it may feel good, but it's only temporary. So we focus on God so that he can take care of all those problems. And sometimes people say, well, it's hard. You know, um, this happened when I was a child, or this was 25 years of my life of abuse. How do I get rid of it? God can Mm -hmm. destroy that. No, you're not going to forget the situation, but God will give you the equipment or the way to handle that situation so that it won't distract you from the ultimate goal. We have to look at the big picture. Um, My daughter, when she goes to school, Sometimes she'll have a problem at school, and it's it's only like a 30-second problem. She can't get on the swing. And I said, well, what about the rest of the six and a half hours of the day? Was that a good time? And she said, well, yes. I said, so let's just forget about the three, wow. the 30 seconds <laughs> on the swing and focus on the other time. We have to look at what our lives are, the majority of our lives. The majority of my life wow. was good. but. Maybe a few years of those thirty something years it was it was a little messed up, but God mm-hmm. took you out of that situation, and now it's time to just move forward and we have to it's a mindset thing we can change the way that we th- we see things we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony, so yes, I was in a press, yes, I was in a struggle, but I got out of it, so it's time to just forget mm. it. don't let that. Don't let that 
mess you up for the rest of your life. Just get rid of it. It's like um, because God just wants us to live. He wants us to live in him. He wants us to have a good life. He did not plan for us to live a messed up life. He wants us to That's live it. in church. That's it. I hope, I hope I answered it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. you did. But that, Listen, he, yeah, keep going, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I've learned, because when I was uh, younger, I learned, I focused on the bad things, and I worried, I worried, worried. My hair was falling out. I was gaining weight and everything like that. My mom called me a worry wart, and I, I told myself I need to stop worrying because it's carrying me thinking mm. positively, thinking change. This is not, I am in this situation right now, but I'm not going to die in this situation. I'm going to come out and I'm going to be great because I believe that we all can be great. We all can support yeah. each other, be great, and move on and let go of those past hurts and those past heartbreaks and the past misery because, I mean, it, it it's hard, but you have to train your mind to think positive, to believe that God can fix the situation to believe that there is something more beyond the heartbreak. Yeah. 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 So, so, and you say that you said something about, I wanted to talk about that. You said um, in day six, and I know we're jumping day six, you say you control how you see your life. And you just said that you have to change mm-hmm. your mind, renew, renew your mind. And there's more to this to those who are listening. You just have to buy the book and go through it. We just want to give you nuggets. You control how you see your life, but you don't say that we control our lives. Why do you use this mm-hmm. terminology? Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that God controls our lives. I mean, um, that's right. Mm-hmm. We, it's like, <clears throat> I'm sorry I keep giving childhood examples, but <laughs> when I, I look at, <laughs> I look at when we were younger, I thought my life was wonderful. I didn't realize we had financial problems. I had a good family. You know, they, my mom and my dad right. never missed a mark. We celebrated birthdays. We celebrated Christmas. We always had food to eat. Now, when I got old, mm-hmm. I saw good. I saw that there was love. I saw that we were taken care of. But when I got older, I saw that my the birthday parties were a little, you know, <laughs> they were a little, um, they were lacking. Um, I didn't have right. mm-hmm. everything, but it was how I see it now. I, now because I have knowledge of mm-hmm. finances and things like that, I see that we were struggling. But my parents never told us we're poor. We need to work. I thought beans and cornbread was a, was a great meal, you know. So, but now it's like, oh, there was more out there. We could have used the whole menu. So it's like, I didn't know we were poor. So as an adult, we have to to have the mindset of a child and realize that every, all my needs are being met. God has supplied all of my needs. It may not be what I want, but God will supply all of your needs, and we. We see things how we want to see them. I mean, um, right. You can control it. I I made. I have a car. I had a, a little car, a Chevy Spark, for a little while, and it's very tiny. <laughs> yeah. And I thought my car was great. I said this is a great car. But then when I got a newer car, I said, Why was I driving that car? So my the perspective changes as you get older or as you have more experiences. Um, so it can change our ways with how we think, how we see things. I don't really know how to put it into words, but I, if I want to, I can see the glass half full or half empty. That's pretty much it. That's it right. It's still the mm-hmm. same, but I have to change my words. I have to change how I'm saying things. <clears throat> I, I heard one person say, um, I'm broke, but then someone mm-hmm. says, I'm waiting on my check. So we have to start speaking those positive words instead of focusing on the negative. We It's easy to focus on the negative, but as soon as those negative thoughts start coming, we need to change it and, and, and make it a good statement. It takes practice. It is not easy because I know some people may be saying, that's not easy. 
No, it's not easy, but you have to force yourself to do it because you want to live a better life. And you said you have to train your your mind to speak the the, the positive things. I want to tell you all mm-hmm. um, that is so true because to train is literally to um, um, to train is literally to be disciplined in how you do something. It, it, it requires discipline. It requires practice. It requires over and over dedication to doing something. The only way to train yourself is to do it rigorously, to do it over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so we wonder why we can't change. It's because we won't develop the habit of discipline. And we live in a world, Kevra, of undisciplined people. And I'm not, mm-hmm. let me please put this out there. I was there, people of God. I still mm-hmm. struggle in certain areas, but mm-hmm. I was there when it comes to this walk. And I, I let me tell you, my heart was filthy. I don't even know a worse word. It was just nasty, just nasty. And so when we decide, make the decision to change, when, when we make the decide to discipline ourselves, when we make the decision to do what God says, and we do that consistently. Discipline is consistent, developing the habit, the ritual almost, rigorously be naked about <laughs> discipline. It will cause you, mm-hmm. it's almost like chastening a certain area of your life, chastening mm-hmm. your tongue, chastening your words. You, you have to do this over and over again, and then your mind will be renewed. I'm, I'm, it, it's it's mm-hmm. It's an easy concept to understand, hard to do, but it can be done. Mm-hmm. It's doable with Jesus Christ. And so I love that you said you mm-hmm. have to train your mind because it's so true. It's to educate your mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's to educate your mind, to teach yourself. Go ahead. Um, I have, I've seen this. I have a picture in my house, and it says you are what you eat. And it's a little girl mm-hmm. reading the Bible. And what you put in is what's going to come out. If I mm-hmm. fill my life with a bunch of negative TV shows, a bunch of mm-hmm. negative people, then that's how I'm going to act. But if I feed myself the positive things, the word of God, positive people, then that is what is going to come out of me. We have, and, and one of the hard things is, um, is changing your relationships. And I'm not just talking about, boyfriends and all wow. that about friendships. Um, that was mm-hmm. a hard thing for me to do. At one point I had a lot of friends and then it dwindled down because I can't mm-hmm. have unhealthy relationships because sometimes I do get down and I need someone that's going to push me and then they're going to get down and I'm going to have to push them. But if everybody is negative around you, then that's what's going to happen. And it's all, it's all a, part of the detox. It's all a part of the training. You have to cut those things out. I look at changing your life, whether spiritual or whatever, I look at it as like a diet. You cut out things that you like, but it's still good for you. So that's what we have to Mm -hmm. do as a person Mm -hmm. is cut things out that may feel good for a moment, but you see the benefits of it if you take it out of your life. Does that make sense? That's good. Uh, that it, makes a whole lot yeah, of sense. I, and it hurts to cut those people off, but it's something you have to do because you want to be better. You don't want uh, any baggage when you go into your next, go to your next level. Talk about that toxic relationship. You talk about that in your book and you, and you state in there um, about don't settle for a toxic relationship because you are lonely. The results will be mm-hmm. continued loneliness. I Let mm-hmm. me tell you, so true, first of all. So mm-hmm. your experience came out of came out of those relationships, whether it's with, you know, um, an intimate relationship or, you know, like um, mm-hmm. husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever the case is, also friends mm-hmm. and sometimes family mm-hmm. members. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. is which is which is just crazy to me, but it's true. So help mm-hmm. help us understand for those single people, and I have a lot coming to me 
about I was lonely, mm-hmm. so I decided to, you know, that was better than being alone. Mm-hmm. The way that I was raised is that, you know, my mom, she thought I was the best thing on the earth. Both, all of us, all of us felt the same way, that we were just great. So we were taught, you know, that we needed to be with someone that treated us right. But sometimes you get lonely because the right person, it just doesn't seem, he, just, he or she just doesn't seem to be coming through. So I was, I was mm-hmm. in a couple relationships and the, and they weren't the nicest people. I mean, I I was called names. I was just basically mistreated. I was paying for stuff when I didn't need to pay for things. And I was just doing everything all because it looked good. He looked good, and I felt like we looked good together. But I was still hurting on the inside. I was still being mistreated. Um, but so I was still lonely, you know, because I – this person did not, how do I say it? Okay, so it it was a toxic relationship because it was very verbal. It was verbal abuse all the time. And I was lonely because I wasn't getting what I needed. I wasn't getting what I was taught that I deserved. I was taught as a child what I deserved, you know, the he, the find of the wife, find of the good thing, and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You are Proverbs 31 woman, and you this you know we hear all this stuff as we grow up. Everybody around me was married. I promise you, everybody was right. married around me, and I was I was always the I'm gonna say the seventh wheel because it was a bunch of people, um, and so the preachers were coming up to me saying, "You next, you next," and I'm like, "Come on, y'all, you know <laughs> I don't been to like three other weddings, and I'm not next." So, anyways. <laughs> So I finally snapped that up and said, you know, this is unhealthy because, like I said, my hair was falling out and I was gaining weight. And I began to believe that I was stupid or I was ugly because that's what I was hearing all the time. And I need to lose weight and I need to do all because this is what was coming to me on a daily basis that I needed to change. But I just snapped out of it and said, I can do better. Or I'd rather be by myself than be with somebody that's going to call me stupid all the time. So mm. I got, that's, when, that's when I was by myself. And, of course, I got really lonely after that. I cried, and I was calling my mom and my sister, everybody. And, you know, they were trying to encourage me. But it wasn't, you know, they were doing the family thing trying to support me and help me. But only God gave me that, that I needed to let me know that I didn't deserve that anyway. It is better to be by yourself. So go on and live your best life. Go on and travel. You're single. You don't have kids. Go um, start a business. Do something and take your focus off of that. And And even to this day, some of those comments come back to me from that relationship, and that was many, many years ago. But it comes wow. back to me, and, and I have to kind of rebuke it. And, and when I say rebuke, I say I speak it out, leave me alone. That is not the truth. I have a good, wonderful husband that thinks I'm beautiful, and and I have to just, just keep doing that. And it's crazy how your mind plays tricks on you like that, you know, that, and you start to believe that, but you have to constantly – Feed yourself with positive things so that when those negative comments come and you're by yourself, you can encourage yourself. Because your sister, your friends, and all of that, they're not always going to be there. Um, So we have to find those words, encourage us all the time. And that's what this book, I've actually read my devotional, I've read it more than once because it encourages me in a different way each time. It's a cleanser for me at different stages in my life, you know, because it never hurts to read the scriptures more than once, you know. So it is a constant encouragement reminding me that sometimes you have to cleanse yourself. You have to do a detox within yourself so that you can continue to live your best life and 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 make it greater. Wow. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Did, did y'all hear that? <laughs> you just have to, and we can make it greater. I'm just baffled by that one. I, okay. Praise <laughs> God for that. Thank you. <laughs> I am well, baffled know, by I that mean, one. I mean, we, 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 we set our goals. I do a vision board every year, and I reach those goals. But I know that I can do greater and bigger things, and that's the problem. We set our goals so low, our standards so low, that, yeah, you can reach that. That's easy. You can do that without God. But you need to set your – you need to paint a bigger picture so that there will be something greater to reach for. You deserve more. We all deserve greater and better things. So we have to – Put all that negative, those negative words that have been planted in your mind. Put those aside and and plant some new words. Pull pull that out of your system and put new words in your mind. Saying, "I deserve greater. I deserve better." And that's when great things start to happen. You have to expect great things for great things to happen. Have to expect it. You have to believe it. And that's what the change of the heart and mind is, you're so right about that. So right about mm-hmm. that. So let me just ask a couple more um, questions. Um, this, so this is what I know a lot of people have probably felt, um, is that nobody ever feels my heart. That And day three you talk about this. You say that nobody, <laughs> you talk about your heart. And I just want to, I know we're skipping people of God, but just listen up. So you talk about that nobody ever filled my heart completely. I never knew why, but God showed me eventually. God said, you don't love me and you don't love yourself. You've lived your life for all the wrong people. You've made the wrong people happy. You have forgotten about yourself and your God. While searching for love, you can experience a form of mental blindness. This, this got me too. You don't see what God wants for you. You are also blinded to the point that you don't see the true characters of others. And I'm just going to stop there and people, you can read the rest. I want to attest to nobody ever filled my heart completely, and that didn't happen until I allowed God to fill my heart through, through, through Jesus Christ and what he did, and the love he showed. And once I understood that love, I began to love myself better. I began to treat myself differently. I began to think differently. I walked differently. I, was, I went, and got, went back to school and got the degrees. I went back um, and changed how I walked in just doing these types of things, this broadcast. And until that happened, and I just want to be transparent, until that happened, I did not really feel loved. And I knew my mother loved me. I knew my dad loved me. I knew that. I knew that. I knew that there were um, people that probably did love me, but it didn't fill my heart completely like the love of Jesus. And so when you say this um, to people, kind of talk about that, that process again, specifically about loving God and loving yourself. When – I haven't always loved myself. I've always lived for other people to keep other people happy. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to make sure everyone around me was happy, but I didn't realize I wasn't experiencing complete happiness. So God, I, I had to build a relationship with God to see this. Other people, you know, you have to, go through your own process, but I had to start building a relationship with God and reading my Bible, and God just showed me that you you are worth more than what you, mm-hmm. how you're treating mm-hmm. yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't think, I thought I was less than everybody, so, because everybody could do everything better than me, but so I thought. I thought everybody could do everything better than me, so I wanted to make them better. You know, I was just the help pretty much but God showed me that I had a purpose for being here a purpose for doing what I needed to do my only purpose was not just to help people but it was also to he wanted me to be happy um 
God. Yeah. Yeah. I had to I had to hear that from God before I started realizing it was okay to celebrate myself sometimes. It was okay to have yeah. fun sometimes. Um Yes. But you know when you when you are looking for love you you wanna make that person happy and they mm-hmm. say they love you and all this other kind of stuff. So you don't realize that you're not really experiencing happiness. It's only one-sided. And God does not right. want us to experience one-sided love, whether it's friendships or intimate relationships. It's supposed to be two-sided. But I had to build that relationship with God first to recognize that I wasn't getting what I needed from the relationships that I was in. I thank God that I'm experiencing complete, you know, love. You know, it's not a one-sided thing with my husband and I. We both love each other the same, um, and it and it's a beautiful thing when you allow God to to do what He does in the marriage. I love being married. Um, we're learning each other each day. We're building each other up, and I wasn't getting that in yes. those relationships before. I wasn't getting mm-hmm. you building me up. I was just building them up. They weren't building me up. Kevin, can you help me? Kevin, can you do this? Can you do this? But they weren't pushing me to where I needed to go. So, And I didn't see it because I didn't understand what, what love was. I didn't understand, you know, all of that. And that's, those are some of the people that I had to cut off are those people that were pulling on me and exhausting me pretty much. Because right. they were just sucking the life out of me. They always needed something. So those are the type of toxic people that I had to get rid of. So that I could grow and be and be found by my husband, you know. So as long yeah, as I was yeah. entertaining all those negative people, he wasn't gonna see yeah. me, you know. So um, right. I wasn't ready. I was, and I asked my husband, right. I said, "How come you didn't find me earlier?" And he said, "I guess we weren't ready." <laughs> so it, it happens when it's time. <laughs> Absolutely. I want to get one concept out before we, that's okay. I want to get one concept out (laughs) before we um, end this. And people, this is, and this last point should just, should just tell you, you need this book. You say something about, and you tell a story about your, your childhood, the word um, thing. But listen, this is what you said (laughs) in, in day 13. Your faith is not limited to just one thing, but it is unlimited. To acquire many things that you may hope for. However, you can't just sit there and ponder on things, but you must take action and walk in your faith. As you begin to walk in faith, you will finally see your constant flow of multiple victories, my God, which will encourage you to have more faith and obtain more victories. Faith is your evidence, is your evidence that you can. Please, please, this is so powerful, and I made a note in this, and so I, I, I talk about this just a little bit. <laughs> so faith, we can't see it. Okay, so right. faith, it, you can't see those things that you have faith in. Right. So we have to dream and believe mm-hmm. that we can do bigger mm-hmm. and greater things, we have to believe it mm-hmm. because that's what is going to carry us, carry our dream to where it needs to go that we can. I um, I sometimes think that people believe that I live in a fantasy world because I only, I try to see good things in most everything. You know, if, mm-hmm. if my car breaks mm-hmm. down, that's the opportunity to get a new one. If I lose my job, that's the opportunity to get a new job. If, right, if I get right. a hole in my pants, that's the opportunity to buy a new pair of pants. You know, so the faith says, faith says, I can, I will, and I must. If you, sit and if, you, if you sit there and focus on why isn't this happening mm. for me, then your faith is wavering, and you, you have to have that confidence in yourself that you can't. If God gives you a dream mm. or a vision, then you need to just do it. It's like me and this book. It sat on my, in my computer for 
so long, but something just clicked and said, he wouldn't have gave it to you if he didn't want you to print and publish the book. So you need, you need to That's just it. put it out there. So we, uh, right. we as people, we have to just start leaping and just believing that we can because God don't make no junk, you know. So it's like we, we just right. have to walk in faith. You may not see the um, evidence of, of what is to come, but if you have received that vision, it came to you for a reason. It came to you so that you can make it happen. So we shouldn't get discouraged or care what other people are thinking or what other people are going to say because God gave it to you. It came to your mind for a reason. And if it's building people up, right. then why not do it? And if it's building you up, then why not do it? If it's doing something, like if it's opening up a business that's going to benefit somebody, then why not do it? Just take that leap of faith and and let God do the work for you. Just be more positive. I think I hope I answered that question. I love it. Yes, you did. You did. <laughs> Listen, people were talking about Kevra Rich's book, The Real Master Cleanser. I want to close this out, Kevra, with you praying that mm-hmm. prayer that's in um that's in the day fourteen of this um mm-hmm. of this book and that prayer of mm-hmm. deliverance. If you can close out and just pray that prayer and people will hear this, and then we're just, unless you have something else to say before then, then I will have you close out with that, and then we'll wrap this up tonight. Go, but go ahead and say anything um, else you want to say on tonight. It's just, if you want to, you can go to Amazon.com, and my name is Kevra Rich, and the book is The Real Master Cleanser, and you will be blessed. Um, every time you read the book, but I will go ahead. And I want to thank you for the opportunity to speak on this devotional, and I hope it touches the lives of many um, in the future. And I will go ahead and read the prayer, and it says, Lord, I come to you requesting that you grant the reader of this book many victories. I don't know the life that they lived before reading this book, but I know the life that I see they can attain from reading this book. Encourage them when they are discouraged. Fight for them when strength may be lacking. Give wisdom when things are difficult. I declare victory and deliverance from any strongholds that may bind them. Mm. I rebuke negativity, past hurts, negative situations in the name of Jesus. I speak life into the lives of those that may not want to continue this life. I pray today that you reassure them. And although I may not ever meet them face-to-face, I am praying for them while facing you, O God. You are the consistent being in all of our lives, and we must trust you always. I thank you in advance for the reader of this book's testimony. I thank you for their individual victory, and today we shall obtain victory. Tomorrow and forevermore, we declare victory. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hallelujah. And this is the beginning of your life, the, uh, the life exactly. of abundance. Once again, Kevra, I'm excited for you. Um, I you. appreciate the fact that you came on here. Listen, people, Kevra Rich, K-E-V as in victory, R-A, Rich, R-I-C-H, Rich, Kevra Rich, the Real Master Cleanser. Go to Amazon.com. Get your book. I'm going to be posting this. I want you all to listen to what this new author has to say, and there's more to come from her. Um, I do want to bring you on because you talked about something um, today, I believe, at your church that I think is phenomenal and I think is a theme of what's going on. And so I won't release all of that right now, but I would like for you to come back one day and share what you shared today if you know what I'm talking Amen. about. Amen. <laughs> I will. I think that's just, I it's powerful. It's powerful, and it's a confirmation because my pastor shared what you talked about before I went to service is exactly what my pastor talked about last night. And wow. so I believe it's a revelational knowledge, and so it needs to be released, wow. and I would love for you to come back and share that. I know. I know. I said, my goodness. <laughs> I, I believe God. So you people, I, I'm keeping you all in the dark so that you will come on into the light of that particular session with Kevin Rich. 
<laughs> so that you'll be like, oh, I want to hear what she's going to say. That's right, you do. <laughs> Thank you again. I'm praying much success with this book that God will open up many doors in Jesus' name for you. Um, Thank all right, you so people much. of God, thank you. You're very welcome. People of God, thank you so much. This has been Kingdom Authority broadcast with your host, Dancia. I am so super excited about next as well. I love people that are that are just trusting God and then coming on and just releasing the word. And so next week we also have a woman of God, Evangelist Denine Collins, who is coming on. You've all heard her before, and you said, bring her back on. I'm bringing her back on. And I'm sure you're going to say the same thing about Kevin Rich. But so listen, I want you to join next week. It is going to be amazing and and, and life-changing. I'm telling you, the words that she spoke to me, have have been just bubbling in me ever since, and I just can't believe what God is doing to these women. I just I can't believe what God is doing to these women. Yes, I do. I do believe it because He's using us like He like we're supposed to be used. So join me again next Sunday. I am your host, Reverend Dancia Jones Morris, none other than Dancia. I thank you for joining the Kingdom Authority broadcast. You all have a good great night. <laughs>